This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. Welcome to DesignCast. Jason Reagan will guide you through the MYP design course like a pro. Stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome to the first edition of the DesignCast live stream. Um, I'm hoping some folks will show up as they start to get notifications and such. Um, pretty excited to be rolling with a live stream. I hope I can. everybody can hear me okay. I'm happy to move the mic a little closer if needed, um, but I think we're good. So, hi guys, welcome. Um, I'm Jason. I'm the host of DesignCast, and I want to try out this live stream thing uh, and then turn that into um, a podcast moving forward. So, um, so I'm off from school. I was actually out of school uh, all last week almost. I had the flu. Uh, and it gave me a lot of time to think about the sorts of things that um, I'd like to hear about um, myself on live streams and such. So um, I'm really excited to be here. So uh, today I want to talk about something that has come up lots and lots of times in um, when I've been talking to people about design. Oh, this goes back 15 years even. Uh, before it was even NYP design, it was NYP technology. Um, and one of the things that's come up many, many times is what's the difference between um, product design and digital design? What is the difference there? And where do you draw the line? Because for a longest time, the longest time, it was really easy. We even had a debate on if if a student did something and then printed it out on paper, did that make it a product design? Um, did that make it a product design product then? Uh, and I, I think it's such a blurry line sometimes um, to know which one of these to classify. And so that's why if you look in the design guide, you'll see that the design guide specifies either you have digital design, product design, or a combination. And I think that combination is what's so important to, to remember, um, is that the combination is where, let's say you're doing a product design that's a 3D printed model, for example. You have to design that model in CAD or SketchUp or SolidWorks or something beforehand, which is a digital product and then you turn around and you print it but you're not actually the one making it and so it makes you wonder which where does it fall which one is it in and so um i think that's one of the things that you have to have a debate not even a debate uh discussion about within your school within your context at school um those are the kinds of things that you have to ask so for example if if a student is going to make a, uh, a cake OK, uh, they come up with their own recipe uh, and they design that recipe and they've typed it up and everything. Is that digital or is it product? And so that's where I think that product versus um, digital um, comes in. And so I often 
like to err on the side of safety um, by saying that it's a combination. Uh, so even when you're talking about um, making furniture, for example, maybe you're making a, a prototype. That prototype may be something that is a digital product until you actually make it. And so that's where I've, I've got a lot of a, a lot of questions about that. Um, and so, quite frankly, I'd love to hear what you have to think about that. Um, you can leave the the comments below. You can also subscribe and hit the like button. Um, but just leave the comments below on on how you feel about that. Um, quite frankly, does it matter? Yeah, it used to. Uh, when it was the design, when it was the NYP technology guide, you had to do three branches um, and you had to have a, uh, a diverse balance among those things. But quite frankly, now eh, it's just a matter of, of where you put it on the on the, um, the unit planner. And so I'm finding more and more often I'm seeing schools just simply put the word design there as opposed to product or digital um, it, it doesn't really matter as long as there's a, you know, I mean, it could all be digital. It, it's a, it's okay. So I, I don't think it matters as much as, as it used to, uh, number one, because so many things are interlocked and inter intermingled now. Um, so I, I think that's something that we, we must, uh, think about moving forward is, d d is there a need to classify? Uh, why can't it just be called design? Um, you know, then again, you know, you're looking at the kind of skill sets the students are building. So are they building soft skills? Um, are they building skills on how to join certain materials together? Or are they mixing ingredients together? Or are they simply learning how to, um, to code? So uh, that to me, it's more about if you're if you're really concerned about labeling it and giving it an, a label, which I don't think you have to do. But if you are concerned about doing that, quite frankly, give give it a label um, that has to do with what kinds of skills is it that you're that you're building? What kinds of skills are you um, developing in your students? Uh, I think that's probably the number one thing you need to consider when we're talking about um about doing different kinds of design strands. Again, you're also going to be, it's going to be determined by the kind of um, standards you have to be concerned with. So if you're in, let's say, a public school and you have certain skills that you have to build and test and measure and assess, then yeah, it's going to matter how you classify that. But in general, um, breaking it down to is it product or is it digital? you know, <laughs> it just really, really is quite blurry and, and it's a gray area. Um, and, you know, again, I don't know how much it really matters. Um, I think that when you're talking about um, digital versus versus product, it might be that whoever the teacher is uh, decides they want to really focus on the the hard skills of jewelry making versus another teacher who might want to really be focused on the more soft skills of um, joining the the drawing together in in uh, Tinkercad or something like that. So and how those, you know, the the nuances of making sure things are connected and making sure things are working together. But um, 
but yeah, so that's 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 my thought um, on that. I really don't think it matters that much, to be honest with you, unless you're being dictated to and being told you have to do that. As far as the IV is concerned, as long as you're meeting those minimum requirements, if you look, there's a whole paragraph that says it's okay to have a combination. And quite frankly, as things move forward, um, in conversations I've had with people who are making decisions um, at the IB Global office, I guess you'd call it, um, they have pushed back when IBs and when the design curriculum, the design subject guide for NYP is going to be reviewed. And the reason is they want to look at, okay, what are we doing? You know, what's the viable next step? Um, Where does STEAM, where does STEM fit into this? Um, Does it fit into this? Is it going to be called something else? Um, So we've got several years. There's lots of um, educational research that's going to be done. Um, I'm sure that soon there'll be a call out for people to um, begin giving their input. So if you're really concerned about these sorts of things, which you should be, you all should be, um, then it's going to, it's going to be time to start asking um, the right questions, keep in touch with your uh, coordinators so that you can be part of, of that. Got some fly away here there. Sorry. (laughs) So um, also I'd be interested to know if you like this format of uh, the live stream. I know it's a weird time of day and all that, but it just happened to be a time when I can do it. It's really cold here in Korea. Uh, it's been snowing, uh, so it's been really cold. The snow's not melting, and it's now icy, which is great. So much fun. Anyway, um, so that's sort of my spiel on the product versus digital debate. Um, ultimately, it comes down to you having an understanding of what you think each is, uh, if you even want to classify them. I'm even okay with, in in my own department, of not giving it names, but actually just giving each unit a topic or, you know, a a concept that we're going to be, a context we're going to be working in. Um, Because quite frankly, as as the students progress through the MYP design, um, their skills should be developing to where they're deciding the kind of product that they want to make. Uh, And so I I think moving forward, you have to think about that as well. In grade six, yeah, it should be really contrived. It should be really easy um, in the sense that students should be using the skills they are starting to develop um, and then solving really simple problems that affect them directly. And then the older they get, you get into year four and year five or ninth and 10th grade, uh, they should be picking. So if a student really wants to solve a problem using graphics design, no problem do it, you know, use the skills you've been doing. So they should be open-ended units so that you can do that. Um, so that's, that's sort of my, my take on that. I'd love to hear your comments below, or you can contact me through the normal, the normal means, um, through the podcast. The, the next thing I want to talk a little bit about is, uh, I think there's, there's a lot of confusion around NYP design anyway. A lot of a lot of rumors, a lot of things that float around. Um, the the thing that I want to um, talk about is there's a lot of frustration and angst, I can tell, 
from people when I talk to them about where do we teach skills? Where do we, where, where's, where's this, where's that? And it's, it's especially if you're coming out of, let's say a public school system or state system where skills were what you focused on. Fair enough. I understand that completely. And I came from one of those myself. Um, how do you measure the skills? How do you do this? Um, I, I want to just say quickly too, you know, out of the 16 strands of the design cycle, you have four criteria, four strands in each one. Only really a couple of them have anything to do with making or doing, okay? Um, the rest of them have to do with evidence collection <laughs> and, you know, identifying problems and putting together design briefs and, and things like that. It doesn't mean you can't teach skills. And I think that's where, the, especially for new teachers to the MYP design framework, um, struggle is it doesn't mean you can't teach skills. Uh, Inquiry-based education doesn't mean you stop teaching. Uh, and I think for a lot of people, it's such a different way of doing things that um, people immediately, teachers immediately swing the pendulum the other direction. Uh, and they immediately start to think, well, this just means I have to throw everything I've ever done out the window. And that's not at all what... Um, IB advocates or even even um, hence towards, quite frankly, good teaching is good teaching. Um, yes, you have to meet the requirements and yes, you have to do this and that. But what those things look like look very different from situation to situation. And they look very different from school to school. Um, and so that is something you need to come to grips with. And when I say come to grips, it's not anything you've done, but it is something that you've got to find that balance between how much of the, do I just keep pushing the mind mapping? <laughs> how much do I just keep pushing the making the chart for prioritizing your research? If you simply create um, scaffolds, uh, for your students, especially in the younger years, where they've got options on how to demonstrate those different strands, there's time to teach skills. You have to teach skills how to use uh, students how to use um, various pieces of tool or machinery or equipment. Um, you can't just say, "Okay, go for it." Obviously, because that would just be duty of care issue right there. You can't just say, hey, use the drill, you know. Um, it requires still the teaching of skills, the measuring of skills. So I am in no way saying you don't teach skills because you must. Um, also, even though there's 16 strands and there's four criteria and, and all these things, that doesn't mean that you have to divide it into 16 equal parts. You just need to be able to demonstrate, you need to be able to collect the evidence on those 16 strands. Um, that doesn't mean the evidence is going to be done in an equal block of time. Uh, and so I think one of the number one things people get confused with, especially when they're first starting out until they find sort of their stride, is how do we um, make, how do we balance this out from what I already, I've already learned and all the experience I have? 
and to do this. So, you know, if you're used to being a keyboarding teacher who teaches typing, for example, I know very few people do that anymore, but let's say that's what you're doing. Um, and pretty much all you do all day long is let kids practice typing. There's a better time. There's a better way to use your time. Um, you know, the typing skills are going to come as you're using them within a context or uh, within a particular situation. So the same is true with inquiry-based education, um, that you put students into situations where they ask questions of, how do I do this? And there's your opportunity to teach your skills. So yes, it does mean giving up a bit of control and a bit of freedom within your own um, setup, which is not easy um, for anybody. Uh, it's really hard. Uh, but once you find a way to do that and you find a way to um, to use your your talents and your experience so that it does it does allow the students to um, work through those strands, I think that's the probably the the most liberating thing that's going to happen for you um, is finding a way to make that happen. So, I just think this is really where it's really hard, especially when you throw in the complexities of each school and each school system and each uh, situation you can find yourself in. Um, I do think that's really that's that's where the rubber meets the road is how do I rectify this and how do I make this work? Um, and so that's that's my kind of my spiel on that. Uh, we can explore that more. I want to hear more about it below in the comments from you. Um, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Uh, I hope to do more and more, but I really want to hear more about what do you want to hear? I'm going to get some interviews going on. Uh, I'm going to take you for a tour around my facility um, and do all kinds of different things, which I'm really excited about. Um, so thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a fantastic holiday season. Most of you are probably on your way somewhere uh, or will be soon. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I am really excited to connect with all of you in 2019. So may you all have a fantastic holiday season. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. Thanks, guys.